0: Just two days away from a big rivalry game in Syracuse. We're going to look at BC, who has to get a big win here. And it's the perfect game for them to do that. I'll explain why on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm also the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150, but $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get things started. So, BC, Syracuse on on Friday. Before we get into that, Happy belated Halloween to everyone. Um, this is recording just a little bit later than usual. Cause I take my kids uh, trick or treating. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the festivities of the day. Uh, but let's, we're here to talk football. We're here to talk about BC of course. And let's look at Saturday's game. Uh, Friday's game. It's a Friday night game in Syracuse at the dome. I honestly don't even remember the name of the dome. It was it's carrier dome, but now it's got, it was carrier dome, but now it's some company. I don't know. But, this game is setting up to be, it should be favored by BC. Now, on Monday's show, I told you that Circa had BC favored. Every other betting book, and you guys all made sure I knew about this, had BC as an underdog by three points. Makes sense. They're on the road. They beat. They only beat, you know, UConn by seven points. But look, at, let's just take a step back and look at this, the two teams. BC has won four games in a row. They beat Virginia, Army, Georgia Tech, and UConn. Syracuse is on a four-game losing streak. Yes, many of those games, all those games are against some of the better schools in the ACC. Clemson, uh, Virginia Tech, UNC. I'm pulling it up right now because I just had it and lost it. Um, Clemson, UNC, Florida State, and Virginia Tech. My question is when I look at this team, I look at a team that BC should be able to beat. They've allowed 24 points per game. They're, you know, they're, they're close in terms of how they've been playing everything, but you just look at how they've been playing of late. They've averaged over the last four games, 14 points, seven points, three points, 10 points. They've haven't scored more than two touchdowns in the last four games. This is a game set up for BC to win. And I'm not, I'm not going to go out here and pump my chest and say BC's going to win this. Oh, wait, you're going to wait till Friday to hear my thoughts on that. I'm just saying, if the Eagles go out there and perform at the best of their ability, they play like they did against Georgia Tech, they'll win this game. If they play like they have in some halves of games, it'll be a close game. But if they could do it for a whole game, they're in good shape. The biggest question mark for me when I look at Syracuse is Garrett Schrader. Garrett Schrader had a great game against BC last year. Uh, you remember that game? It was um, he had uh, two three hundred uh, sorry two hundred eighty five yards, two two touchdowns passing, and I believe he had a rushing touchdown. Oh no, he ran for twenty yards. So obviously not the biggest mobile quarterback against BC, but he had nine rushing touchdowns last year. So that's a big question mark for me. BC has has struggled against mobile quarterbacks, and what how will they at- address this? Now Syracuse is not going to have their starting tight end, who's their star. I mean, he's he's a tight end, but he's 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 more than that. Aronde Gadsden has is out basically for the year. Uh, this is a fir- first or second round draft pick, a huge loss for the Orange, and. I, I look at this team and I look, I wonder, I I don't ever want to say a a, a a player or team is going to shut down, but just looking at what they've done and what they've gone through is Syracuse going to be up for this game or are they, or are they already a defeated team? I'm used to Syracuse taking second half, uh, you know, um, dives like, you know, you see them always start their their seasons off with some big wins, and then it seems to always just kind of curtail as the season goes on. I'm just wondering, you know, last year they started off six and zero, then they finished the rest of the season one and five. That one win was against BC, but that was 2022. BC is this going to be a similar season? Is this a season where they started off strong, but they didn't play anybody and they didn't win anything? Are they are they are they ripe for for falling apart? Because they got B.C., Pitt, Georgia Tech and Wake Forest. I mean, you look at their schedule, it could go a million different ways. They could, they could figure things out and and win those last four games or disaster could happen or something somewhere in the middle. This is going to be a huge game for BC. Obviously, if the Eagles win this, they become bowl eligible and they're going to want this win. Now, the 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 biggest question mark for the Eagles heading into this game is going to have to be it's going to have to be Thomas Castellanos. Where is he at? I I get the sense he's going to be healthy. But more of when I say where it's where is he at? It's this is his first short week. He's had an extra day, you know, a good rhythm with getting ready for teams. He's playing a pretty good defense on short, um, short rest, short preparation. Will he be able to do that? Because if he does, I think BC is going to be in good shape. Syracuse. When you look at their rushing stats, and Mitchell give you the Mitchell Wolf of Eagle Insider will be on later this week. He'll give you the full details. Against their first four opponents, when they were playing nobodies, they were allowing ni- 94 yards per, per game. That would be one of the best in the country. Now that they're playing better teams, it's like in the 200s again. BC's offensive line is very good. They should be able to get holes against Syracuse. But I just, I will look at the Eagles and I see the, the, the issues they had last year and the last week in the red zone and finishing drives. They got to clean things up because this is a winnable game. You can't let winnable games slip through. BC, yeah, I know, that, I know like, if you look at, like, FPI and all these other things, Syracuse is better. You look at the spread, Syracuse is higher. BC is more talented. They need to win this game. And in a moment... I'm going to talk about what will happen for BC if they continue to win. We'll look at the path, the newest craze among super fans. I want to talk about it and give you my thoughts about that all in just a moment. Now, FanDuel is the place to go when you want to make your wagers. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's a 150 bucks if your team wins. I'm looking at the Patriots this weekend. They're playing the Commanders. Commanders just traded away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They're two leading pass rushers. The Pats have, have been bad, but you know when you have another team that's obviously tanking, God, I like the, I like their odds. Now I can go over there and I can find the spreads, the player props, over unders, and much more on this game, and I will. But you can do it for college football, baseball, everything. It's all on FanDuel. So, what you got to do, you got to visit fanduel.com slash locked on college and kick off the NFL season. Again, check out FanDuel slash locked on college and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on BC, the eight. And this is AJ Black. Now, I love superfans. BC superfans are a special breed of crazy. And we've seen it leak in over the last couple of years with the sicko movement. The sickos have, you know, they're they're kind of like to me our own special brand of like crazy super fans. They they make memes. They they're funny. They they have a whole you know subculture that, unless you've seen their tweets and seen what they put up, you wouldn't understand what I was talking about. But one of those members, Halfley's Troop on Twitter, has has created his own little movement for football. And it's titled the hashtag, hashtag, the path. The path is not just any path. It's the path to the ACC championship. And right now for Boston College football, it's a path that is still open. Remember, the Atlantic and coastal divisions are dead this is a perfect year for a team like BC to go up and grab those rings and get their chance to get in. Because otherwise, if this was back in the old system, Florida State would be running away. And they probably would have clinched it by now. They're not going anywhere. It's that second spot. And that second spot looks really juicy. So the half troops and, and this, a lot of the same people who are the sickos have created memes. Uh, they had one I loved with... Um, Thomas Castellanos dressed like Omar from the wire uh, with Omar with um, TC is coming, hashtag the path. And this this term, the path has been getting very viral to the point where we saw Thomas Castellanos use it on a tweet uh, earlier today. So let's look at the path. Look at what these guys have have come up. cooked up for BC to get to this bowl. They need to. And if you're on Twitter, I mean, on YouTube, you can read it along with me. This is from Halfley's troops, Twitter page. They have to win out their last four games. They got to be Syracuse, Pitt, Virginia tech, Miami. Is that impossible? Absolutely not. Is it likely? Uh, I I, I'm going to be a little bit more skeptical and say, probably not, but Hey, we're having fun here. We're being positive. That's one thing to look at. What else has to happen. If BC wins all four games, UNC needs to lose one more game. They've already lost one. They needed last week. They they put up their, their path last week. UNC needed to lose two. They just need to lose. They lost to Georgia tech. So that's one. They need to lose to either Duke Clemson or NC state. Doesn't seem completely unreasonable to me that they would drop one of those games. UNC has played down every year with back Brown there and they lose something stupid every year. Duke is a perfect game for them to lose because Duke um, has played really good defense. But I don't think you want Duke to be that team. A team like Clemson would be perfect because I'll explain why in just a moment why you want Duke to win that game. I uh, lose that game. Louisville needs to lose two more games. This is where things get a little bit more hairy. They've already they've uh they've got to lose to either Virginia Tech Virginia, and Miami. Again, not completely out of the realm of possibilities. Virginia Tech is playing very, very well. Miami, it's Miami. They're okay. And Virginia has been shocking the na- shocked the world last week. Could happen. Pr- out of all of these, definitely the least likely, and with BC probably winning off four right behind it. Finally, Duke has to lose two more games. They've already lost to Louisville. They need to lose to either UNC, Wake Forest, Virginia, or Pitt. Two of, A combination of two there. I could see them losing to UNC. Wake Forest, who knows? Virginia, who knows? So <laughs> I love this because it's it's possible. Do I think it'll happen? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know what? That's not the point of all this. The point is we're in November now. And we can talk about this as a potential. Last year in November, all we were talking about was a vocal group of fans who just wanted halfway gone and getting the season to end. Funny story. uh, Another Syracuse podcast had reached out to Mitch um, asking him to be on to talk about the fight at Syracuse and BC last year. I don't even remember that. That whole end of that last season, basically after BC beats NC state was a complete blur because it just felt like I just wanted the season to end. But that's not where BC is now. These games are meaningful. Every game is meaningful, and the fact that that is where things are at now is positive. The fact that they're—I mean—they're not going to make the ACC championship game unless unless something really weird, as they point out, happens. You really got to have like eight different things happen for this to to work. But even if with that, regardless of that, the fact that you're looking at potentially eight wins. Nine wins if things go crazy well. Seven wins. Seven wins is what many people picked BC to win. They are very positive about this upcoming season. After everything that happened with NIU, with the getting blown out by Louisville, blowing the game against Florida State, the fact that we are now talking about ending the season with the wins that you expected to have That's cool. So I would, I, I, you know, this is why I I talked about at the beginning of the show. Just beating Syracuse is is you're now then you're looking at something after that of something positive. You're, you know, you just win two of those games, and all of a sudden you have your eight wins, and you're looking at a season that you never expected. But of course, so much has to happen. I'm just saying right now, BC football, it seems to be back. A little bit there's a little swagger back and it's a lot of it has to do with that offensive line, Thomas Castellanos who masks a lot of issues that BC has. And when he has his struggles, it it, it shows it again, but it's even regardless it's, it's showing something we're not in November, just, you know, counting down the weeks to the season end so we can figure out what the hell's going on with our program. We're looking at something fun. It's something positive. Isn't positive. What we, you know, Having fun and watching college football is not what we all want. Eh, maybe. I, I think a lot of us like being miserable. <laughs> I think it's been part of our beaten into us, right? Well, anyways, that was my thought on the path, but I love that the fans are getting into that. It's just it's fun. There's other guys out there, uh Pino's lover, uh he has some great uh his his photoshops are great. They're not the best like technically, but like he got he some great ones. I think he was the one that did the, the Omar one I mentioned earlier. But go check it out. It's just fun. It's fun to, ha- to have those conversations and look at things and be like, hey, this could happen. Because I remember, what was it, 2008? There was a million things that had to happen for BC to make the ACC championship game that year, and they did. Weirder things have happened, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. We're going to talk a little basketball, hockey, and everything else going on, including a coach being fired on campus. We'll get into all of that. Just a moment. Now, what let me tell you about eBay Motors? eBay is the best place to go for your ride or die because passion driving at patience, it what it's what brings home the winning trophy and what it's what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. We're wrapping things up here. And I wanted to kind of just go over uh, ACC, uh, BC had their media days on, um, on Friday. And there was a few things that came up that I thought were really interesting. First of all, we know now that it looks like Claude L. Harris is going to be one of your starters. And you're going to be looking at a starting five of Devin McLaughlin, Quentin Post, Prince Oligby, Jaden Zachary, and Claude L. Harris. And that Claude L. Harris, from everything I've been reading, sounds like he's going to be a legit scoring threat and a real asset for BC and a good find for for Earl Grant. So that was one big piece. I saw a buzz of people talking about Quentin post being hurt. He's not hurt. He's playing at hundred percent. He's going to be fine. The other big injury piece that has popped up and again, it's a positive is Donald Han jr. I have been talking about being skeptical about what he could bring. And even Earl Grant on Friday said, you know, he's going to be better in November and he'll even be better than that in December. And he'll be better than that in January. So I still think it's a piece to note. But it looks like to me that Han's going to be ready to go. And that's a that's a big asset for you. He's going to have some time where he's going to still need to – he's basically going to be playing as a true freshman. Remember, he got a vote from the ACC media for freshman of the year because he only played in one game last year. He He's not used to the college speed, so he's going to take a little bit of time, but he's going to be ready to go right off the bat. That is important. And I've been hearing more and more – about the growth of Armani Mighty, who's going to be the backup center. If you watched last year, Mighty looked really raw. <laughs> like, he did not look like a guy ready to play. That's okay. He didn't have to last year. Now that he's going to be thrusted out there, he looks, I've heard he looks bigger, that he looks more confident, and he'll be the backup for post. So he's going to need to play minutes in this game, these games. Um, and I, I've heard he's going to be a guy that I would look for. The other name that I heard some good buzz about is Chaz Kelly. I saw a good, but I saw some good stuff out of him. And uh, I think that he's going to develop and he's a developmental player. And I think he's going to continue to grow. The last piece I want to talk about for basketball that came up during media day involves Mason Madsen. Now Mason Madsen, we've had him on the podcast. He was a great. Great guy to talk to last uh, earlier this year. He, did not have a good year last year. He shot 31% uh, from three point range at dropping, I think 9% from his time at Cincinnati. And he became kind of the butt of a lot of jokes from BC fans. Like he just was not very good. Uh, But they basically, he announced uh, during media days that he has an autoimmune disorder uh, and he's going to be getting injections to deal with that. And he's feeling a million times better. And it was causing issues with his. I think I saw that it was causing issues with his joints. Um and some really bad stuff. So I don't know if that had anything to do with how he played last year, but maybe if if whatever they figure it out, it's going to really kind of unlock and get him back to where he was. That again is going to be big. Um, I I I have I'm starting to feel really excited about this team. I, I don't know where I think they're going to go. They've got a tough schedule, but that's good. That's a good thing if you're trying to build an NCAA tournament schedule. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Now the final team, a uh, second team I want to talk about. It's a hockey team after sweeping Michigan state this past weekend to improve to five and one. The BC Eagles are number one in the country. They're the top team in the country. Much to the chagrin of Denver fans who are like, Hey, we're five and one and we beat you. Well, recency bias folks. They are playing very, very well. They have a home and away against UMass Lowell. Lowell always plays BC well, but I think there's just credit to what Greg Brown has done. I think a lot of folks obviously were worried when Jerry York retired. Like, what are you going to be getting from your next coach? It's not Jerry York; he's the goat. Greg Brown brought in some great um, freshmen. That that line with Will Smith gave uh, you know gave Peralta and um, blanking on the third kid's name, Ryan Leonard. Thank you. Got it. Um, <clears throat> they're playing very very well. Carter Gauthier is also playing very very well. They're number one in the country. So you got the buzz there. The fans have been nuts. It's been great. One team that is not playing very well is men's soccer. Uh, women's soccer, excuse me. Uh, they just fired their head coach. Um the women's, sorry, I lost his name. The women's soccer team has been nothing, um, but a disappointment really since Allison Foley left. And um I sorry. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find his name and I had it. And where is it? Sorry. There it is. It's uh, Jason Lowe, Jason Lowe. So I don't really cover men's soccer. I women's soccer all that much, but Jason Lowe has really had some poor seasons over the last couple of years. Uh, the the Eagles uh, uh, went three, nine and six this year, obviously not very good. He's gone again. This, this is another moment where, um, Blake James, I think, has shown a, a little flair for doing the right thing. First of all, he he makes a good hire with Todd and after Mike Gambino leaves. Honestly, I think it's an upgrade. You fire a guy that's not doing well; you're doing the kind of the right things, and that's what you want, right? So, some some moves here on um, the uh, men, women's soccer front. Also, finally, Margot Carlin of Field Hockey was named Co-Offensive Player of the Year. They got eliminated the ACC tournament today by Louisville. Uh, that's just one other piece of news there. I've wanted to mention that's pretty cool that uh, BC player got that. Now, on tomorrow's show, we're going to continue our March towards Syracuse game. We'll have all the other news that's been popping up. You will make sure you are listening to Locked on BC, your team, every day by checking us out on Twitter at AJBlack247 or Locked on BC. And... Follow me on Eagle Insider. Just head it out, just check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. It's 99 cents for the first month if you haven't signed up already. Take it for a test drive. 9 it's a dollar. Check it out, see what you think of all the VIP options that we have there. I think you'll enjoy it. This is AJ Black. Thank you for listening to Locked On BC. Your team every day.